0: You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride and groom plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, good day, lovely chillers. This is Alicia here, the founder of the Bride Chilla Podcast. Well, broadcasting from a weird, weird unfortunate time in this world that we're all in it together. Uh, the date, I never do this but it's March the 18th where I am sitting in Australia and uh, I'm very happy to be joined by my good friend Leah Weinberg from ColourPop Events. She's a wedding planner, she's a good friend of mine and we thought it was very appropriate to jump on and record a new episode of the show together and also just talk a little bit about how we are all dealing with with the virus and also all of these wonderful people who are planning to get married in the next three to six months are going through a bit of a trauma at the moment which is totally understandable but how to deal with the impact of either postponement and cancellation but also the emotional stuff the guilt the feeling of you know you know the FOMO all of the rest not to underestimate any of those feelings uh Leah hello 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 <laughs> <laughs> thank you for it's having so me nice today <laughs> well it's bloody delightful to have uh, the contact this is how we're all communicating now i feel like my life as a person in a podcast booth has been leading up to this moment because we're just talking as if we're in the same room but we're not because we're social distancing via the podcast yes absolutely where are you leah I'm in New York City right now, so it's technically
1: the evening of March 17th for me. Um, I know it's daytime for you, so uh, it's been a long day here, but I am happy to be chatting with you. I think this is something that the bride chillas are going to be interested in hearing about and listening to um, our thoughts on this topic.
0: Totally. And I think the big thing I wanted to say is obviously we're not going to be providing any health advice because neither of us are. Doctors, or we don't have any skills in that area, bar what I've read on the interwebs, which is not what we want to be sharing on this show. (laughs) Well, I keep saying to people in the BrideChiller community, yes, share all the other shit, but don't be sharing posts, giving medical recommendations that don't come from the appropriate medical authorities, especially anyone fucking sharing shit from Fox News. I'm not having it. It's not going to be on my page. Just want to say that. Uh, However... Stop saying things, people from the right-wing media. If you've switched off the podcast now, good luck to you. Um, We are here today. You are a wedding planner. You are someone that is very experienced in this uh, part of the industry, but also you were going through what a lot of people running small businesses and big businesses as well at the moment, uh, that this is impacting your business, but also you're working one-on-one with people who are being impacted personally. What's it been like the past week or so since shit really hit the fan?
1: It's been really tough. Um, The the interesting thing about this, like what I find so fascinating is how quickly things have turned. So like I had a wedding on February 28th and there really wasn't any talk of having to postpone it or anything. I remember Mm -hmm. just being there on the day and it was like, I just remember having the mental note of, okay, I'm just washing my hands a lot. Um, and then the following day I had to jump on a plane to California for a couple of conferences and like had my handy wipes to wipe down everything on the plane. And like, I feel like the first week I was gone, you know, things kind of like, you know, things progressively got a little bit worse, but I would say like this, that weekend, the first weekend, and then like the second week that I was gone, things just changed so quickly. Like we were out at dinner one night and like getting text updates that like, first it was the NBA is canceling its whole season. Tom and Rita Wilson have, um Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. Like just, it was just constant bad news, bad news. And then I think it also another turning point, honestly, for us in New York um, and, wet- and wedding people in general was last Sunday's CDC recommendation that um, groups of 50 or more not gathered that has obviously since been revised to smaller numbers. But that was, I think the first thing that was like the first major kind of clarification for couples getting married as to how kind of definite the need to be talking about postponements became.
0: Yeah. And I will add that Australia has similar um, situations happening where it. We've been advised to not have group situations happening. And I know that the UK and Europe definitely are following those guidelines. So it's, look, it is, it's been really hard to watch people in our community and the greater community, and, and I'm not just talking about people planning weddings. Um, I've got very close friends in the comedy community in Australia. The Melbourne Comedy Festival was about to be on and that's been cancelled, understandably, but you're thinking, gosh, this is their livelihood um, and, you know, it's, there are so many different industries that have been affected by this, but it's been particularly hard watching couples who've been, you know, with our group and listening to the show for years literally. And then this has come up and they've had to make the really hard decision to cancel or postpone. And we've been talking, you know, pretty often on, on WhatsApp, you and I, Leah, and sort of looking at how this has impacted business, but also how you've been talking to your couples and trying to problem solve. So I thought today it might be really good to talk a bit about the logistics and what you would advise people, how you would advise people to communicate with their vendors, because everyone is in the same position. This is the unique thing about this pandemic that internationally, this is not just one country or one group of people that it's affected by this, it's everyone. So we're all going through it together. And I have been saying let's be you know, mindful and kind. It's the least we can fucking do in this time but also being mindful and kind to your wedding vendors, people that are helping you out and realising that they're also running businesses that have been hugely impacted by this and um, trying to work together to make sure that everyone is going to be okay but also you can come up with a plan and work as a bit of a team. So I really wanted to get you on today, Leah, to talk about that, to give people some tips if they do have a wedding coming up in the next three to six months. Cause this realistically could go on and on. We don't know yeah. every day. New information.
1: I know, I know. That's what's so that's partly what's so scary about it is we have yeah. no idea how long this is gonna last. And people no. might postpone and find
0: that they have to postpone again. I mean, like, who knows? It's wild. Yeah. It's so wild. So I think that, you know, I I I think people were asking for an episode and I don't want to be, you know, I think by Thursday or Friday this could be all different again. But let's just provide whatever we can today and also talk a little bit about the added anxiety. I know probably in the community we're all feeling anxiety for different reasons. And yeah. that is perfectly acceptable and perfectly yeah. okay. And, you know, as you said off 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 the call, we were talking about people feeling guilty and saying you know in the facebook group and we're seeing it in our greater wedding planning communities Couples saying "Oh, i feel real really guilty about feeling bad about counseling my wedding and you're like no you shouldn't feel guilty it's fucking sucks this is not what anyone expected to happen you got to feel your feels but also uh we have to work on a plan to yes. you know help each other yeah. out, but also protect the community, which is what this is all about. So yeah. that was my long winded. <laughs> I was going to say there's about five, five different topics
1: within there that I want to, but let's go, let's start with the, let's start with the process, process, the <laughs> yes. logistics. Okay. So if you are a couple getting married in the next um, three to six months or, you know, anytime between now and sort of summer, I think you, the first thing you need, you and your partner need to sit down and ask yourself is do you want to consider postponing or canceling the wedding um, or do you want to wait a little bit longer? And so based on your answer to that question, if you do want to sort of see what the landscape would look like if you were to postpone, my first recommendation is to take a look at all of your venue and vendor contracts and read the language. Um, if you are not so savvy with legal language and everything, hiring an attorney is always a really great thing to do. Um, It's definitely a must, I feel like, if you do start getting into the actual um, deciding to postpone. Um, But take a look at all of your contract terms and understand what everybody's policies are for postponement, cancellation, force majeure. Um, There is questions of whether we are in force, like if force majeure clauses apply in certain places, because I think it depends on what... um, what has been recommended or what the law says at the moment. So that is definitely something.
0: Leah, yes. a force majeure is something that a lot of people, are, and I've talked about this before on the show, but let's just go back and recap. And can I just say, not that yeah. Leah is not giving legal advice, but also uh, just as a caveat, Leah was in a previous life. If this is not spiritual, this is physical. You were a <laughs> it sounds like I'm like and I've looked at my tarot cards and Leah. Sometimes I life- wish it was a past life
1: and not of this of this lifetime. But yes, I used to be a, I used to be an attorney.
0: <laughs> I looked into my tea leaves and once you were an attorney, but not in this existence and this other plane. No, so Leah knows her shit, but obviously we don't want anyone, you know, you've got to cover your ass. Let's just cover our asses. We're not giving legal advice, but she knows stuff, so listen to her. But don't take it on board if you don't get other advice.
1: Yeah, so force majeure um, is a phrase that refers to sort of like catastrophic events, things outside Mm. of like major things outside of the couple's control, the biggest types of things being weather events. So like if a blizzard or hurricane or something happens and your wedding isn't able to happen, that is generally going to fall under the force majeure clause. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on how the word is used and if it is further defined, sometimes it is uh, in contracts defined as including things like strikes and riots and terrorist attacks and all sorts of things like that. So again, super important to take a look at what your contract says and understand that there can kind of be like these different scenarios of whether you can postpone and they'll move the date for you, maybe some people will reschedule subject to availability, some people might change charge a change fee, some people may You know, depending on maybe their final payment may or may not be due, if you just cancel the wedding, um, all sorts of stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you are thinking about canceling or postponing, the first step is to review your contracts. Um, The second step is to, if you have a planner, get the planner involved as early on in these discussions as possible. They're going to have a lot of insight for you. And again, while they can't give you legal advice, they can help you try to navigate the contracts a little bit. And at least like one of the things I did this morning for one of my couples was I just copied and pasted all of the applicable language from their contracts into an email just so they had it all in one place. This is for my June couple who has not officially decided to postpone yet, but it's on the table for them. So we wanted to do Mm -hmm. like that initial step of the contract review. So definitely bring your planner in. If you don't have a planner, then definitely take a look at the contracts on your own. And next step after that is to actually decide. So unfortunately, this is like the time for definitive decisions on this. Like, I don't know that... um, the longer, the longer you wait and the closer your wedding is, the more, you know, you sort of might be forced into something. So if you are inclined to postpone, definitely better to get out ahead of it. Um, if you do have a planner, the planner can, depending on, you know, what services you have booked with them, the planner can help you start the conversation with the vendors. I will say, um, what I'm actually recommending to my planner friends is if they do have clients that are asking them to assist in the cancellation process, that they agree to provide notice and check on, like, check availability for change dates. But to the extent the client yeah. wants to have any discussions about refunds or waiving contract terms and stuff, that should actually be handled couple to direct vendor directly. The planner really shouldn't be involved in that. Um, And in terms of trying to figure out, so now you're at the point you've decided that you want to postpone, the first step is kind of reaching out to your venue because you've got to pick a date to reschedule. You can't really reach out to any of your other vendors until you've figured out when you are rescheduling. Um, For people looking now, I will say in talking with vendor friends there does seem to be a willingness to be more flexible with contract terms for reschedules rescheduled dates that happen within 2020 rather than looking into yep. 2021 so that's just something to keep in mind for couples but again you know i talked to my couple today and they said you know we're not necessarily sold on just postponing until the fall cuz who knows We just really, the problem is with all this, we just really don't know. And so I get it. That's what makes this so, so incredibly frustrating. Um, But in theory, if you do come to an agreement with your venue on what date to postpone, then either you or your planner should at that point reach out to all of your vendors, check their availability for that new date. If they are available, please, please, please get an amended or new contract in writing stating, you know, you want to make sure that they are agreeing to be there for this new date. You want to make it make sure it's clear how the new revised payment schedule is going to work. So maybe um, for your business, your vendor's cash flow, they may still want the their final payment on like the original scheduled date and then just won't Mm -hmm. take any additional money when the wedding actually happens later, or maybe they want to split it up or maybe they'll just push everything back. So definitely make sure you're clarifying all of that. But the landscape is changing pretty quickly. So I would say like once you've made the decision, contact your venue, get that new date and let your vendors know sooner rather than later, Um, just so to give you peace of mind as to whether you're going to have to find a new person for some vendor categories, but also just to be kind to your vendors and help them get a grasp pretty easily on what the rest of their year is looking like too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to the basics of the bride chiller, groom chiller mentality is just communication and being open to different options, even though, you know, I mean, I think there have been some people in our group that are totally, and we're going to, after the break, we're going to talk about more the emotional side of this because it's absolutely, as I said, just. Absolutely, all right to feel really shit about this and feel a bit ripped yeah. off because I think everyone's in the same boat. But also, you are working, no doubt, with a bunch of independent um, suppliers and people who are running. You know, they might be the sole business owner, and so it's as you said, communication and just being patient and making sure that you are open to if you are open to different dates or if you're open to pausing. Um, just being able to be able to communicate in that way—that's you know respectful and kind, but also just saying, look, we're all going to work. We're going to work together to make this happen because your vendors want to, they want the gig. They want to make you happy. They want to make sure that their businesses are running, but it is, you know, I've just seen a couple of comments in the BrideChiller community. I was like, oh, come on guys. I want us to all be Nice,
1: <laughs> right? Especially yeah. At the, there, this time it's like, oh, it's hard. I know. There is a definite push from the vendor community to encourage people to postpone rather than cancel events. That way, you know, vendors whose payments are usually due on the day of the weddings can still get paid at some point. Yeah. Um. So you know, we're obviously we are not here to guilt trip you, couples. You need to do what feels right for you. Um. And as Alicia said, we'll talk more about the emotional side, but if like postponing your wedding for six months or however long, and the idea of that just, um, you just can't fathom having to plan a wedding for longer than that, then you have to do, you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, but definitely just, you know, from a vendor standpoint, we do want you to postpone because we do still want you to have your day. It can still happen We've all like, particularly for planners that have been working with you all for such a long time, like we want to see this day come to fruition for you just as much as you. So we're, we're trying to help you get there.
0: Uh, after the break, all very true, by the way, Leah, all very true. Um, after the break, we are going to talk about some of the emotional stuff and working through any anxiety and just the feels that we're all feeling because it's a fucking trip. This is the Bride Chiller podcast and more with Leah after this. Leah, you have been working on a book, and now we've been talking on the uh, on the WhatsApp this is the perfect time for you to complete said book.
1: <laughs> it is. I'm coronavirus is going to help me get the first draft of my book done. <laughs> so, so better for like, worse. Friends are like,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going, I'm going to write that novel or I'm going to finish something that I, I'm going to read that book that I've said I'm going to read. Yep. I'm trying to find like, you know, the gratitude and also just going, what are the things that we can do in our social isolation time to uh, move forward? And I love that you, you've you set up a writing schedule. So. We have um, an episode that we've recorded already about your book, which will come out in the future, but let's just recap of what your book is about and then also how it relates to this very bizarro land that we are currently in with the virus and all of the stuff.
1: Yes. So I am writing a book about the emotional side of wedding planning, the psychology behind weddings. And I think coronavirus might have just earned itself an entire chapter in this book at this point. But what my goal with the book is to take a look at why, I mean, weddings just from a baseline standpoint, like let's take out the global pandemic part from the equation. As a baseline, weddings are incredibly stressful, so emotionally complicated, high anxiety, and I wanted to write a book that explores that to understand you know, why couples are feeling what they're feeling, why people around mm-hmm. them might be acting so weird, why guests behave really sometimes inappropriately at weddings, like all sorts of stuff. So, the serious stuff, the fun stuff. Um, but the research that I've done for this book has actually helped me tremendously in terms of navigating this situation with my couples. And for example, the couple, my June couple, who I chatted with last night, um, one of the first things they said was, We just, we feel guilty about feeling so bummed out about the fact that Mm -hmm. like we might have to postpone our wedding. Mm -hmm. And I told them, and I think this is actually one of the biggest benefits I've gotten out of therapy personally is feeling validated and feeling like it's okay to feel how I feel. So I am making sure that all of my couples, I am telling them that they a hundred percent have permission to feel the way that they're feeling. They, you know, the feelings of guilt are absolutely normal because it's like, this is a global pandemic on a worldwide scale and people are dying and are very ill and people are on lockdown and not able to leave their homes in some places. And, you know, in comparison, I get it. Planning a wedding seems like small potatoes to something like that, but it's your, it's your bag of potatoes <laughs> that you get to own. And yeah, it can, like it exactly. is, you've worked, some people have been working on this stuff for a year, year and a half. And it's, and it's it's wedding planning is hard enough so throwing this in this idea that oh my goodness we've been working to this point you know we've gone through all the stress all the ups and downs and the joy of all of this and now we are faced with the fact that like it's not going to happen on our original timeline yeah. and so people should you should take the time i mean some people are even calling this like grieving and you know, I think in a way like postponing and canceling is like, it's a loss of, it's a loss of something that you were expecting and it's okay. And like you said, just, it's okay to sit in your feelings. Um, find somebody like particularly if you have a wedding planner find somebody who you can talk to about it because i get it like some people may not understand and they might throw it back in your face that like oh all this bad stuff is happening and you're worried about your wedding um but just know that you are completely validated you have permission to feel the way that you feel and so acknowledge it because you know trying to push it down and hide it away is not going to be particularly helpful so find some way to those feelings, you know, whether it's in the Facebook group here or chatting with a trusted vendor or a friend who's going to be able to support you through it. But definitely just know that it's okay to, it's okay to be going through what you're going through.
0: I was talking to, I agree, I was talking to my therapist who I use and they're a sponsor so I'm going to just say it but fuck it because who cares, um, BetterHelp. So I've got a counsellor through BetterHelp which is an online counselling and she was saying an online counselling uh, company, use the use the code word Uh But now is the time to, you know, find if you need to reach out and get therapy, an online counselling situation is a really good option and I, they're not paying me to say this. I'm just saying I literally got off the phone call, a video chat with her, um, before we recorded and she was saying you know there is a lot of general anxiety in the community and it's perfectly normal because none of us have ever lived through anything like this and it's okay to feel those feelings but also be able to talk about it is probably the most you know powerful thing so I totally agree with you it shouldn't be um you feel, you should feel bad about wanting to talk about something as you said that you've had expectations and you've had you know you lie in bed and you think about it and you imagine the day and how beautiful it's going to be and it will be beautiful and if it doesn't happen in the next three months it will happen in the future and I, I will say over the last 400 and fucking whatever episodes of this show I keep coming back to saying what is important to you and maybe without being being too hanky pank about it, the idea that, you know, it's being surrounded by friends and loved ones. And at the moment that's not possible for all of us to do. But, you know, to be able to then remember this is what you want to do in the future and to put that day together. And it might not be the two hundred person wedding that you imagined it to be, but maybe it's gonna be twenty people six months down the line. So I know It sucks, and I'm not taking away any of those feelings. But just remember what why you're doing it, and you found your other person, and you're going to get hitched, and it's going to be amazing, and that other person's going to be there with you in three months, in five years. So I think it's just good to just also step back and realize the importance of it, and also you know looking after each other again. I'm just going to keep saying that, just looking after each other. Yeah,
1: and I think you hit on a couple of things that are you know because we we don't know how long this is going to go on. Like that is a definite source of the high anxiety. Also, I think a lot of us haven't really, we haven't experienced anything like this. I mean, I personally was in college when 9-11 happened. And so, and not in New York at the time. And so have really kind of never dealt with something like this as an adult where, you know, it's impacting like my business and, just my, my ability to like go outside, you know, go to a restaurant. Yeah, like they huge. were saying Broadway, the Broadway shows in New York haven't been shut down since nine 11. Um, you know, here they've re- you can't go to any restaurants. It's just takeout or delivery. Um, I, who knows if that's going to change if they do like the shelter in place thing here. So this is all just, I mean, it—it it is, it is scary for people. Like, let's all just say it's okay. Like we, we've never been through anything like this before. And so, and also I think, you know, particularly for the wedding industry, like the wedding industry hasn't been through anything like this recently either. So it's just something we're all yeah. vendors and couples alike. We are all just trying to figure out how to like, get, get by from day to day, um, and not overwhelm ourselves. I personally have identified that for me that like too much social media or too much news exposure and reading about all this is too much. And so I'm trying to consciously like limit how much I'm looking at it, definitely making sure I don't look at it before I go to bed, because that's just, I know going to get my heart racing even more and make it hard to fall asleep. So, um, yeah, you've got to you've got to do what you can to take care of you. Um I am personally a big fan of meditation. Um not you know in like I believe in all the woo woo stuff. Yes, but like I think meditation is actually really great. Um because the more you do it it actually does have effects that you might not it's
0: huge. consciously it's realize,
1: but also it's yeah. just a nice chance to like take 10 to 15 minutes of your day and just Not think about anything, like just relax, like get, do a guided meditation. There's a bunch of apps out there that are phenomenal and just like take a little time out and just kind of try to breathe and calm yourself for a little bit.
0: I am really happy because I have just completed thirty days on the Headspace app, which is a very affordable meditation app. As you said, there are so many out there. But I felt really overworked last year and a bit in my own head and a bit panicked and anxiety ridden. And my friend, and actually my counsellor, Cindy, had said you should try meditating each day. And I was like, I don't know, meditating, blah, blah, blah. and I like actually at the end of yoga, I've always liked that sort of that bit where you go to sleep at the end. Mm-hmm.
1: It's nice. <laughs> it's lovely, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> to go
0: to sleep but it's delicious so um I've been doing 15 minutes every morning when I wake up and it's been a game changer for me so especially now during this time obviously that wasn't this wasn't all cooking as much well it was but 30 days ago wasn't as harrowing as it is now but it's really helped me and um I know that Headspace do offer, I'm not affiliated with them at all, but they do offer some good free programs as well if you aren't into the the subscription. But, gee, there's so many good options online. And we've all got the time now. Why wouldn't you do it?
1: The Call Map is my go-to. Nice. And they have um sleep stories that you can like oh, fall yeah. asleep to at night. They're delightful. Um, <laughs> they've got some really great ones. So Do yeah, you want to hear the end go-to. of the
0: story or do you just go to like do you get in? No, the hole? I
1: fall asleep. So we joke. So <laughs> there is one particular narrator. His name is Eric Bra. He does like, I think a lot of video game. Um, voiceovers. And if you look at him, he very much looks like a Viking. And th- so I think he does like a lot of those like Viking video game voices. Um, But I joke to my husband that like, right. all it takes is like, hi, I'm Eric bra. It's, you know, yeah. the tonight's sleep story <laughs> is and like, I am out. It's like a trigger. So that's actually also partly <laughs> what the routine helps with because like, you just hear it and you know, okay, I'm supposed to fall asleep. Like that's a trigger. So
0: yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. lovely. I love it. I would say for anyone I was sort of thinking about helpful advice and I mean I you know I wanted this to be a bit of a light episode but also informative which you've perfectly done Leah uh, as a guest and but I will say that you know if you are I always talk about the fucker bucket if you have craft or DIY jobs obviously this is the ideal time to be cracking on with those put Netflix on get into your craft if that's what you want to do or throw it in the fucker bucket and just read a book. There's no pressure to do anything during this time of isolation if you're isolating. Uh, but also maybe it's a good time to get through some of the odd jobs that are giving you the shits and you're like, all right, let's put my head down. I'll do this for an hour each day. Might as well get it done. Yeah,
1: I've been hitting the jigsaw puzzles pretty hard. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, though I will say it's also spring in a few days. So like a lovely time to just do that Spring cleaning, Marie Kondo the shit out of your home or your apartment. Um, A little fresh start makes everybody feel better. And also an at-home
0: workout. You know, I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of the old Les Mills workouts. They've got a very cheap but great. uh, I only discovered it last year. I was going along to the gym to do the classes, and then I realised they've got this good online program that you can just run through the television via an app. It's very inexpensive and all of their programs are available online as are 50 million other exercise programs that you only require a meter by meter you know in front of the telly to do it so also I found exercising also really helps any anxiety or clearing my head and luckily in Australia we've been at the moment able to go and go running and do all this sort of stuff the weather's pretty good at the moment so you know I think moving your body is also a really good escape for the brain as well
1: yeah, there's actually one tip that I want to add in. So my friend who's a personal trainer and a registered dietitian gave me this tip, um, and it's widely known, but it's just worth mentioning for everybody. It's called box breathing. And yeah. I have found that like, because when I get anxious, it actually manifests as like feeling a little nauseous, like butterflies in my stomach. So I can actually like very easily identify when it's happening. Mm-hmm. But the idea with box breathing is that you breathe in for a count of four, hold your breath. Oh, yeah. You you do it while I narrate. So breathe in for four. What to do next. Yep. Hold for four. (laughs) Breathe out for four. And then hold for four. And then you start it again. So the breathing in, the holding, breathing out, holding again. And you can visualize like the sides of a square box while you're doing doing it. it. So it's It's like- In addition to it, actually the breathing part, calming your nervous system, like mentally you can kind of put your focus on something else. So it helps in that way too. Apparently I think it's that the Navy SEALs use it to like calm themselves when they're in hectic situations. So, but it actually does work. Like, yeah, there are plenty of times that I've used it and it's like, oh wow. Like I do a few rounds of it and like, I actually like, I can feel the anxiety subsiding.
0: It's very helpful. Already I feel calmer. Yeah, I feel it's, good. It's amazing. Um, this has been great, Leah, and what a good what a good use of our time during this. You're in lockdown, I'm not, but you know, trying to be very responsible as a community member. And let's just go back and remind people, even if I, I just want to come. I know this is not healthcare advice; it's just me putting everyone in their places. People, we had a couple of members in our community, not naming names, obviously, because I'm not an asshole, but saying I don't get it. I'm young and healthy; it shouldn't bother me. And it's like this is not the attitude we should be having. We want to protect the vulnerable people the old people people with uh, you know without the immunity to be able to fight the disease and they talk about the curve this is about yes. um, flatten, help the, help hashtag the
1: flatten the curve
0: yeah and if you are you know wanting a bit of comedy but also some really solid information can I just suggest you uh, watch John Oliver's latest episode of last yes. week tonight which is 22 minutes of gold but also 22 minutes of if I can everyone sit down and listen to this. And he also gives us 30 seconds to feel bad, which I thought was very good.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, if that I, he's my hero, I absolutely adore him. Me so too. all of his episodes are so fantastic. Um, but I think we have to keep in mind that like, we need to follow the recommendations and the guidance that we're being given because that will shorten how long we are, going through all of this. Also a really, um, an interesting way somebody put it on the news yesterday was if you were doing social distancing and like voluntarily quarantining yourself, if you're doing it correctly, it is going to feel like an overreaction. Um, yeah. but it's not, it is not an overreaction, but it will feel like it. And sure. you know, people, people may say that you are overreacting, but that is exactly like, we need to be, if you're doing it right, it's gonna feel like it's too much. Um, So keep doing that.
0: (laughs) Keep doing it, I say, keep doing it and um, helping each other out and obviously, if things change, uh, I'll come and update. I'll I'm gonna do some QA episodes over the next couple of weeks. I had been sort of winding down, I wasn't doing weekly episodes because I thought I got a bit I'm a bit worried. Some people were saying, Alicia, there's too many episodes, I find it overwhelming. And I didn't want people to feel overwhelmed by my podcast because that's the point of the podcast, not to overwhelm everyone. So I had tried to then tone it down and just do a couple a month to keep new content ticking over, but not making people feel weird. But I think at the moment I will come back and do a weekly show so people have things, new things to listen to. They're not going to be virus-related. They're just going to be plain old Q&A because I think the show literally must go on. And also I just think sometimes, as you said, it's good to step away from it, consume some other entertainment media information that isn't necessarily all-encompassing around this pandemic. Um, and that's not to say I don't care. It's just to say I think sometimes it's just good to absorb other shit um that said very eloquently as usual alicia uh and then we'll see what happens so uh leah will be back to do A Q&A episode with me very shortly and yes, i um, forward to it thank you and i'm very grateful now you have if people have uh, you know if they do have time to kill to look at good things your website is a great place to visit let's see how people can get in touch and um yes. share the joy of leah
1: Yeah, so people can find me. My website's colorpopevents.com. I am happy to field like general questions for anybody. Like I said, I will not be giving any legal advice or any medical advice. Um, But if you kind of just have questions, if you're feeling really overwhelmed and just want to figure out where to start with everything, I'm happy to field um, some questions via email. So my email is Leah at colorpopevents.com. And then on all the social media platforms, I am at events. So very easy to find and happy to help and be here for all of you in this absolutely wild time.
0: It is wild. That's a really good way to describe it. I am a big fan of the dystopian zombie apocalypse fucking any sort of book or show I've watched and even with all of that, not that I'm likening this to the zombie apocalypse, but there's a really good book called, um, well, it's called World War Z written by Max Brooks. Oh, yeah. And it's fantastic, but you really could, it really, some people are like, oh, it's a zombie book, but actually it's a book about governance and it's looking at how different countries deal with things and in a crisis and you could take zombies out of it and put, put the virus in and go, it's sort of similar. I'm finding all of this as, a you know, someone witnessing it quite bizarre, but so interesting, but also so worrying. So um, I didn't want to end with that sort of grim thing, but if you want a good pandemic book to read, that's my tip (laughs) for this week.
1: Well, also it's so funny. um, Hunger Games is trending on on the Apple TV right now. I'm like, oh my God, dystopian future. Everybody is just like, (laughs) <laughs> sitting in it and diving
0: right in. It's well, and Contagion hysterical. was like gone back into I'm, the top oh ten. Oh God, I know, which is oh, such yeah. a great movie, but I know it's not everyone's bag at the Oof, moment. But if you want, I mean. Intense. Yeah, and it was based on you know the dealings of the SARS virus. Um, look, not to get into, I would. This feels like a whole nother podcast. I'll talk about this shit all day. Uh, right, thank you, Leah. You're amazing. Thank if you would you. like more information, my pleasure. If you'd like more information about Bridechiller, if this is new to you, all you need to do is visit the Bridechiller.com. Also, we've mentioned the Bridechiller community. It's our Facebook group. Just search for Bridechiller community. Answer a couple of questions. Uh, spoiler alert. You have to talk about what your favourite episode is. If this is your favourite episode because it's the first one you've listened to, tell me and I'll let you into the group. Um, What else can I plug there, Leah? Also, the Bride Chiller Guides. Check out uh, Bride Chiller Guides if you are looking for something to read during this time of isolation. You are all the best. I will talk to you soon. And, of course, Leah, happy happy days. Happy days. Happy days. The Bride Chilla Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.